life is good, comma, and getting better, exclamation point. And I believe that every day is getting better and I want to improve every day. Welcome to Unsung Leaders, a weekly showcase of behind the scenes innovators who you may not be familiar with. These are team players who create workable solutions for society. People who do great things without needing to steal the spotlight. So come on, society, let's set down our selfie sticks and achieve great things. Together. So today we have Justin Rudd. Justin is uh, uh, a longtime friend of mine, uh, but uh, perhaps more importantly uh, uh, to all of you, um, uh, the, lead, the leader, the unsung leader, although he has certainly been sung, he's been named um, one of the 25 most influential people in Southern California, along with uh, people like Magic Johnson and Rick Warren and Snoop Dogg and Adam Levine. Uh, to name a few. So, um, but uh, I know Justin uh, for a number of years, and uh, I knew him when he was uh, in town uh, from uh, where he grew up in Alabama. So, Justin, I, wa- I want to have the listeners understand where you came from in order to fully understand where you are now. So can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So I uh, grew up in a small town called Ozark, Alabama, southeast Alabama, near Georgia, Florida. It's a town of about 13,000 people. I grew up with a twin brother, two older sisters, parents. Um, we lived out in the country, maybe 15 minutes from town and uh, was active in school and church and uh, did some service projects. Uh, when I was uh 16 years old, I came home from church on a Wednesday night. My mom said she had something to tell us, and she said that she's pregnant and with my little sister was born. Um, and now everybody lives there, and I moved off to California, and here I am. And here you are. But along the way, you've, mm-hmm. you, you've kind of been this interesting, um, uh, I'm going to say this lovingly, quirky, wonderful. Um, I, I, I was telling the staff here that you're kind of a combination of uh, Superman and Forrest Gump. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so, um, and an example uh, for you, you've had a long time fascination with, um, with beauty pageants. So um, I, in high school, my sisters were active in some beauty pageants. And then in college, I volunteered at the local Miss America preliminary at Sanford University. And after college, a, a buddy of, and, and I started preliminaries for Miss USA and Miss Teen USA in our uh, local area. And then our local title holders went on and won the state level. So they competed at Miss USA and Miss Teen USA. The next year that our local title holders went on and competed again at the national level. And then women started asking me to help them prepare for their pageants. Moms would ask me to work with their older daughters, um, their teenage daughters, college age daughters to get ready for pageants. And then I just started coaching. I started charging. And then I would just get on a, a headphone on the telephone and uh, women from all over the country, actually all over the world would call and I would have as many as five clients a day for an hour and just talk to them, listen a lot to them and give them some advice and uh, ways that I think that they could prepare better uh, to answer questions on stage and in a, a private interview. Um, and I continued to do that. I started, uh, wanting ways, uh, questions that I could ask that were often asked at, at pageants. And I found out there was not a, a booklet or a study guide. And so I created one. It's called Justin Rudd's 1001 Pageant Practice Questions. And I started marketing that uh, around the country. And then now it, it, I still sell those. Um, I still do some coaching. 
Um, I own the Miss Long Beach pageant. And, and, and I, can, I can picture you as a, as a middle schooler and you're watching uh, the Miss Teen USA pageant. And uh, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about that? Because exactly. everyone, he always signs his name with an exclamation point at the end of it. So can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that? Yeah, so in middle school, I was watching the uh, Miss Teen USA pageant on, on TV. And I, I've always been fascinated with TV, uh, big productions with the lights, the, the music, the, and it, it's just, all of that. Um, and then across the screen, when they were introducing all of the 50 candidates from the United States, they would all sign their name. And one girl signed her name, I think her name was Kelly, and she signed it with a, a heart at the end of it, the shape of a heart. And I said, that's neat. I'm going to sign my name with something at the end of mine. And I just put an exclamation point. And then I just started doing that. And I've done that for, well, since middle school, I'm now 49 years old. So I have to ask this question. So you kind of touched on it, but you seem to really love the human competition and all that's part of that. Is there anything specific that like really got you going on that? I mean, it's like sports. That's head-to-head competition, just kind of directed in a different way. You know, when you grow up with a twin brother, you're always kind of competing with each other for friends and uh, to, to do better in school on a test, uh, to, to get into a better college. Um, so I guess in that roundabout way. And then I was we were all of my family were active in the local YMCA. So we were doing sports and winning blue ribbons uh, or red ribbons, whatever. And then those kinds of competitions. I was always wanting to do well in school. I finished fifth in my class and went to school, went to college on a presidential scholarship. I was always wanting to do better and improve myself. Um, and I've, even to today, and I want that to happen to other people. Uh, I want people to be able to be better, to improve um, so that they can in, in turn help other people. And that's what we do with all of these contests, projects that I, that I put on. And I put on about 60 events, contests, and projects. The, the National Adult Spelling Bee, the National Kids Spelling Bee, the 4th of July Kids Bike Parade, the Hot Dog Halloween Parade, the uh, Long Beach Christmas Cookie Contest. Everything has a blue ribbon. There's a prize. There's prize money. There's uh, an award. Um, and I, I want to encourage people to participate. People like receiving awards. People like recognition. And it's a way for, to help them to improve. The world we live in today, there are winners and losers, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of these kids have grown up thinking that just by showing up, I deserve a medal. You know, as, as we raise the, a lot of these, as we, we've raised these millennials, I have three of them. What's your right. take on that? I totally understand what you're talking about. So, um, for example, our Long Beach Turkey Trot is a 5K, 10K. And almost every other 5K, 10K around gives a medal to every single person that crosses that finish line. I don't believe in doing that. Um, also, I know that my turkey trot is a fundraiser for my nonprofit, and our goal is to make money, not to spend money. So when we're buying metal, if we were to buy a metal for everybody, that'd be a lot of money. Uh, right. But I also don't believe in giving everybody a medal. Um, what we do give is some whole holiday pies. <laughs> so we give them a whole pumpkin pie when they cross the finish line. Um, and that's only to 600 random finishers out of the three or 4,000 participants. But no, I, I don't believe in giving everybody a medal. But when you said winners and losers, I don't believe you're a loser. I, I, I just I said you're not a winner that day. I, the second I said that, I thought I didn't mean to say it that way. So thank you yeah. for No, I get it. His, his football coach just came out. A little yeah, bit. it did. Damn it. <laughs> no, I mean, 
everything I've learned in my life has come from not, I will say, winning or not finishing at the very top of what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I've taken away, then I've because I've gone back and said, okay, what could I have done better that maybe would have gotten me over the hump? And I think sometimes when you're awarded for just showing up, you, you don't go through that process. You know, even in our Lomish Losers weight loss contest, we have hundreds of people that participate. They weigh in, weigh in every Wednesday for 10 weeks. The winners are going to split that jackpot money, um, which is a lot of money. But the, the big prize is them just losing the weight and knowing what they can do to continue that uh, weight loss journey and that healthy living for the rest of their life. When I think of Justin, I think of a man who lives in possibility. Uh, Justin, can, can you talk a little bit about uh, arriving in Long Beach and, and, and uh, you know, uh, kind of the, the simple uh, way you lived and then how that kind of blossomed into uh, to who you are now? I moved to California when I was 26 years old. I lived in North Hollywood for two years, and then I moved down to Long Beach. Uh, when I moved to Long Beach, I literally knew two people who lived in this town, and now I feel like I know hundreds and hundreds, um, all kinds of great friendships with some very, in, probably the most influential people that live in our city. I know them. And I've worked hard to develop those relationships. I meet people for coffee. I go uh, to events and fundraisers and intentionally try to meet people. I live a pretty simple life. I don't have a car. I don't have a cell phone. I don't drink coffee. Um, and I have just kind of found my way. I, I, I'm not following anybody's footsteps exactly. I, I'm just trying to do it the way that I like to do it. And thankfully, I've found a career in, in starting this nonprofit. I never thought I'd be doing nonprofit work, uh, but I found something that fits exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I think God put me in this place at this time, and it's just all working out. It feels good. At the end of the day, my heart is happy. I go to bed happy and Know that knowing that I've I've lived a good life, another good day, and I've helped other people. When I post on Facebook every day, um, I always try to put some uplifting messages there, and I always end it with the quote: "Life is good, comma and getting better!" Exclamation point. And I believe that every day is getting better, and I want to improve every day. Because you continue to learn and grow and contribute, is that it? Yeah. Or what exactly? So, I you know even like for example the spelling bee. I've never been, I'm not at the level of spelling that those spellers are when they come to see me uh, for my contest. Uh, but I, f- for weeks leading up to it, I will practice words myself. So I'm improving there. On the weight loss contest, I entered the contest this year myself and lost, have lost 10 pounds so far. So I'm continually improving. How is that possible? <laughs> you're the you're one of the most in shape people I know, so uh, that's that's pretty incredible. Um, so and I love that you do these quirky things. For example, you uh, what is you jogged five to twelve miles a day uh, for like 161 uh, runs to uh, so that you could walk down every public street in Long Beach. Right. So I ran. I didn't walk down it. I ran every street in the city of Long Beach. Um, so it's a thousand something miles, and it just took you know some days. Because Long Beach is actually a lot bigger than in my mind that I that I thought. So I would have to drive 30 minutes like north to get to North Long Beach. And then I would do a five or a 10 mile run and then drive home on on my scooter. And it's like uh, that that's just how it was. And so I would spend an hour in travel time, an hour running. So it's basically two hours a day. But I did it. 
but the whole idea was that I would learn my city and I did, there were some scary parts and there were some intriguing parts and beautiful parts. Uh, but as a whole, I loved the city and I was able to explore it, but I was preparing to run a half marathon in Kenya uh, to raise money for AIDS orphans. So it, it worked out great. So it's this idea of embracing where you are and your environment and then contributing. Right. Uh, I, I could sit here in my house all day and not get out of my neighborhood, but I wanted to explore. My One of my mottos on my website uh, is explore, dream, and discover. And I want to do those things as well. I want other people to, but I want to do it as well. And that's a way that I did it to explore. And is it true you have uh, 14 active websites? Yes. So it's probably more. So actually every page has its own website and there's probably uh 40-something uh, events, contests, and projects. Some of them are repeating, like there's the 30-Minute Beach Club happens uh, 12, 12 times a year, every, every month. That's the 30-Minute Beach Cleanup, right? Yes, so you're, yes. Um, so one thing Justin has done is uh, embraced uh, environmental um, awareness. And so uh, once a month... It's a Saturday, the third Saturday every month at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Uh, people go, and there's hundreds of people. They, they go and they... They pick up bottle caps and uh, and cigarette butts, and it's amazing how many cigarette butts are on the beach. Yeah, and drinking straws, plastics, a lot of plastics. We live at the end of the Los Angeles River and the San Gabriel River, and all of this, the cities, communities that live along the rivers, uh, perhaps when they throw a cigarette butt in onto the sidewalk or in the street gutter or a fast food packaging or a candy wrapper or a straw, it ends up in the storm drain in the river and then it ends up in the bay in Long Beach and then washes ashore. And every every third Saturday of the month for 20 years, uh, this this June will be 20 years. So 235 consecutive months, we've done these cleanups with a few hundred people. Um, and we've helped to keep this beach clean and safe for the people that visit here, but not only those, but for the, the uh, animals that live at the beach, in the water and on the sand, and for the dogs at Rosie's Dog Beach that I started a few years ago. Yeah, talk talk about that. I was living a block away from the beach, and this was 18 years ago with my bulldog, Rosie, and I wanted to be able to take her on the beach because Long Beach is not a very uh, populated beach with visitors because of, Long Beach has a break wall that's one mile out that, that leaves us with uh, low waves, short waves. So I wanted to be able to take her there, and it was not legal, and it had been that way for maybe 50 years, and I wanted to find a way to do that, so I went to the downtown library. Um, this was back before you could Google search stuff. And I found that this law that said that you could be on the beach uh, with a dog during a special event. So I held a special event in June that year. And uh, for four hours on a Sunday afternoon, dogs, it, people were able to bring their dogs off leash. And we signed them, signed, they signed liability waivers as they came in and then they played. It was hugely successful. Um, and we got all the, the local TV and print uh, media coverage. And then the next month, I did the same thing. And the next month, I did that for 21 consecutive months. And then we did a one-month, a one-year pilot program that allowed dogs to be off-leash in this particular unfenced area. It's three acres um, all day, every day. And then it was, it proved successful that it was clean and safe and su super popular. And then it became a full-time off-leash dog beach. And it's the only one in Los Angeles County. Justin, I have to ask you, you're, you're, I can see your mind is working 24-7 to try to both improve your life and improve everyone else's life and the surroundings around you. 
how do you, and I, and I mean this seriously, how do you calm your mind? How do you, what do you do every day to kind of center yourself, focus yourself, you know, make sure you're not getting two steps ahead of yourself? Yeah, you're, you're exactly right when you say you're, the, the mind is going all the time. Uh, and even in the middle of the night, sometimes I'll wake up and I'll say, wow, turn yeah, that I, off. How do yeah, I turn I've, that off? I find sometimes that can be like when you have a mind that's, that's energetic and forward thinking, it can almost sometimes be debilitating because you're always thinking you can't activate it. Even in church on this last Sunday morning, I caught myself during the sermon. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm thinking about an event here and I should be listening to what he is saying right now. Right, right. Um, but I, I go to church on Sundays to, to try to do that, to calm my mind and just to center myself and stop everything. Um, and then um, going to the, the gym and working out for that one hour every day. And leading a class, that's an hour that I'm not thinking about an event, a contest, or a project, but I'm focused on, you know, leading a group in there. And then uh, every day when I walk my my bulldog um, a, a few times a day, that's maybe 20 minutes or 15 minutes that I'm sure. out out in the community and I can be with him and focus there. And then I, I make sure to get eight hours of sleep every night. I don't know that there's necessarily a, a technique that I'm using to do it. I just try to use that energy to focus. I don't sit down and watch TV. I don't watch TV at all. Um, I haven't been a TV watcher for 20 years and I don't go to movies. So I don't, that's not a mind calming thing either. I guess when I go out to dinner with my partner or I cook at home or I'm baking something in the kitchen, um, those are times that I can um, rest my mind as well. What was helpful to me sometimes with my mind going, at least when I was with people, and it, I was always in the moment, I tried to bring my mind to that versus wandering forward because uh, as energetic and well-intentioned as you are sometimes, if you're not in the moment focused on what you're doing at that time, you know, all those mm -hmm. thoughts are useless. You know, it's wasted opportunity. Justin, you're 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 the guy that uh, you know. You see something broken, or you see something that could that could be improved, and you're like, "Well, why don't I fix it? Why don't I create something?" Mm -hmm. um, and so many of us don't. We just see the broken thing, and we go, "Okay, well, somebody, you know." Uh, hey, let's, speak let's for yourself, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's been in the process, a multi-year process of trying to fix me, and I just won't let him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so. Um, but as you're such a leader in that way, um, and I think that's one of the takeaways that you're known for is that, you know, well, Justin will do it or let's get Justin to do it. Or um, do you ever follow? Is that hard for you to be uh, an audience member or do you always find yourself in the leadership role? Like even, for example, at my 30 minute beach cleanup, I will stop and pick up some trash if I see it on the ground. But I'm also organizing the hundreds of people that are there and the lead volunteers. And I'm the photographer for the event. And I'm the MC on the microphone. Um, but I will take moments to do what I have to do um, to, to, fo to follow and actually pick up and be my own volunteer at my own event. Yeah. Sometimes, I, and recently, I've learned to say no to some things, like when people... In, invite me to their event because it got to where I was saying yes to everything. So Justin, I, I try to be a good person too and help a lot of people, but it doesn't sound like it's anywhere in the same league as what you're doing. But how do you struggle with wanting to help everybody and worrying about disappointing people when you can't help everybody? 
Right. So, for example, last night at the Lomish Losers Weight Loss, there's a lady that got on the scale and she lost 10 pounds in one week. And we questioned, you know, what's going on? How did that even happen? And she said, I'm going through a terrible breakup. Um, there were other people in line. I couldn't stop to counsel with her. I wanted to. Um, and that was just a time where I just said, Justin, I have to let this, you have to let this go. Um, right. You can't help every single person. Uh, but I wanted to run after her, give her a big hug. And um, I, I, at that moment, I couldn't. So I've learned right. that there are times where in uh, situations where you just can't. I think right. you have to do what you can. Trust that God's going to do the rest. And, uh, and you maybe say say a prayer for that person. That is something you can do. Know that you don't have to be the person that does everything. In a, in a way, it's about empowering people so that, you know, it's the whole teach a person to fish versus give them a fish. So if you can empower a person, then your job is done and they can take that tool and use it for the rest of their life. So, and I think Justin's a great example of, of, of a touch point person that, uh, just to be around him, he's such a light bulb and, uh, you feel the glow of that. And as a result, you recognize or hopefully recognize there's a light bulb within you. Uh, and I think Justin's really great at, uh, helping people recognize and turn on their own light bulbs. You know, it's an honor to do what I'm able to do here in this city, and I've dedicated the, my life to doing it, um, and I've, I'm doing things that I enjoy. Each of the contest projects and events that I put on are things that I wanted to start here or make a little better here, something to improve the environment or young people or uh, an help animals, and those are all things that are dear to my heart, and I've being able to focus on those things and make a career out of it. And it's hard work. It's dedication. And anybody can do it. You just have to dedicate yourself and stay motivated with it. Um, and if, if somebody out there wants to start a project or they've got a, an idea in their mind and they want to contact me, I'm happy to talk to them and w walk them through some steps and give them some, some ad online advice. Um, I, I don't use the phone. I, maybe twice a, a week, I'll get on my home phone and um, but I'd rather communicate by email and it's, it's a way for me to be more efficient. And how, how do, would they get in, uh, in touch with you, Justin? Yeah. My email is my name, Justin at justinrudd.com or on Facebook, Justin Rudd. And what are some of the websites that, uh, you can point people to, to explore more about all the great things that you do? Yeah. So everything is at justinrudd.com. Um, for example, Bulldog Beauty Contest is, uh, Bulldog Beauty. It's the world's largest gathering of English Bulldogs. For example, the turkey trot is turkeytrot.us. Miss Long Beach is misslongbeach.com. Um, but everything is at justinrudd.com. Terrific. Well, Justin, thanks so much for uh, uh, sharing a bit of your day with us. Uh, again, you are one of those long-term people that I've always kind of had my eye on because you're so <laughs> inspirational. So whenever I have struggles or, or think, oh, I don't want to do this, I kind of I kind of say, what would Justin do in a way? Oh, thanks. Um, and, and, and uh, Bill, we've come a long way since we were on the Tonight Show, right? <laughs> that's correct. That's correct. That's right. Justin, uh, yeah, we we and our uh, our dogs and ourselves were having to mix it up with Jay Leno uh, about a decade ago, and that yeah. was a, a fun experience. So, uh, do you have video on that? Uh, yes, and uh, <laughs> I might I might even share it with you, Steve. I'm seeing like really bad '80s hair. 
Uh, well, no. uh, are you saying I had bad 80s hair in the 2000s? I, I'm, I'm no. a little offended. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin. Well, thanks for so, so much for joining us. And uh, listeners, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is Unsung Leaders, Bill Benson for Steve Mosco. And have a good day. Thank you, Bill. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to Unsung Leaders. This podcast both showcases and is made possible through the talents of many people. And on that note, we'd like to know about the unsung leaders in your life. Those people that have pulled together to create something that has positively impacted you or made a difference in your community. Our mission is to provide the inspirational stories of society's team players. So please nominate the team players in your life to potentially become guests on our show. By logging on to www.unsungleaders.com, you may be giving us all the opportunity to hear their stories and learn from their contributions. And speaking of contribution, we'd like to sing the praises of the Unsung Leaders team. Da 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 da. Our producer and sound engineer, Josh Fisher. Production facilities provided by Embassy Row. With a special shout out to Shannon Hawes Perry, who oversees our experience here and makes it very easy for all of us. Teaming up to make a difference.